going on, Jordan? Happy Sunday. Yes, sir. Recording Feels time. so much better today. I woke up like 30 minutes later, and it changed my life. For the whole half hour? I'm telling you, it was, the, it was enough time to drink coffee and go to the bathroom. Right. That's not how you phrased it before. Don't yeah, censor no. yourself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so circadian rhythm, a thing, turns out, <laughs> and... New coffee machine, a thing. Now I've, I've got like 10,000 milligrams of caffeine coursing through my veins, so I feel I feel good. Your coffee machine looks like a damn pressure washer is what I was trying to tell you yesterday when you sent me the photo, but I think that was misinterpreted. Obviously, I was using text-to-talk on my phone, which is better than just texting flat out, so I, I couldn't, you know, can elaborate while I was driving any better than that. <clears throat> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, it's it was complicated. Actually, my pressure washer... It was much simpler to operate. It took me, <laughs> I spent like, this thing came in the mail Thursday night and I spent like two and a half hours just making test shots, trying to figure out how to get it to like be the right consistency and the right pressure and all this shit. It's, uh, it's involved, but the end effect is something that I could have just gone to Starbucks and bought, but at least I made it myself. You know, I feel good about that. The Nespresso doesn't cut it for you. No, not really. I don't know. I don't know enough. I haven't tried them back to back, so couldn't tell you. I mean, it's look in terms of like the input and the output. Yeah, the Nespresso's or all those types of like pod things are. are, If you've got five seconds to make a cup of coffee, you're going to get like eighty percent of what doing this is. I think for me, it's more like uh, it's cathartic maybe to make it yourself and to kind of have a little ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was that was my Thursday. (laughs) <laughs> super exciting and then uh i don't know what, what else are we doing this week you do for valentine's day man are you a valentine's day kind of person no we're actually we're pretty low-key in that regard um no chinese food no <laughs> no no chinese food what a, we, we were pizza is almost as bad <laughs> did you get a heart-shaped pizza heart-shaped pizza yeah yeah no just just hung out yeah and unfortunately there's a kid that this. i see he told me that um he's a he's a pizza delivery guy um Valentine's Day is the busiest day at his store for pizza delivery, which blows my blows my mind. Of the entire year. Yep. More than Super Bowl, more than Thanksgiving, more than I don't know, all those times where you would imagine that that would be a thing. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people are single and unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> trying to they're eat just, their emotions away. They're just they don't like, want to go out and see happy people. Yet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? What are you up to this weekend? Nothing, man. We uh, went to the boys. Our kids are in basketball, man. So they have two games, but there's a two-hour gap between their games. So Friday nights are spent watching their basketball games. And I never gave a shit about basketball until you know someone playing or like until the kids started playing. Dude, I get so pumped up. I get so hyped up. I have to. I used to think it was ridiculous the people that would like yell at a basketball game. Now I don't do that, but internally I'm like screaming at people, like screaming at people. They're ten and seven, bro. There's not. There's nothing. The ten year. The ten year old game is pretty cool, but yeah, that's that's become my Friday night thing. Like I get decked out to go out to the YMCA so people could see me looking cool while I watch a ten year old basket or seven year olds and ten year olds play basketball. Nice. <laughs> That's what you have to look forward to if you have kids. And honestly, I it's pretty it. solid. I, don't <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, when I was playing basketball and shit, the kids and the parents just getting like so amped up about it. It was pretty fun. Bro, it's hype. Because you're watching it's people hype. you know. You're watching right. people you know play instead of right. like whatever this guy's name is. Right, John this guy Smith. that like moved from like six six states over that I don't know personally, right. and it's like he happened to get a contract for the, the city that I live in, so now yeah. I love him. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I don't really get into it. <laughs> Word. Yeah. What uh? What about any movies? Do you watch any of the uh, the 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 winners, the Oscar winners? Yo, from last week. Uh, you know, man, I have such a hard time watching the Oscars because I don't care and I don't. <laughs> I don't pay attention to anything that's going on. And it just seems like um, a lot of people playing with themselves in public is is what it feels like. It's like a little show of, I don't know. I guess that's how I feel about those awards shows in general. It's like a little group of of people that feel really good about themselves. And then they um, go up there and accept their trophy. And it's, you know, it's like this tiny group. 
of 50 people that do all the same shit. So I, I don't know. I don't really get into it. And I think it's boring to watch. I'm good with. I don't watch them to be. You clear. could just post it. You could just yeah. just give me a list. I'll be like, okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> that's exactly. I guess that's what I was asking though. More oh. like like I've never once sat down and watched the whole show. I'll watch like the supercut of you know whoever hosted and their jokes or whatever, and then like just tell me who won so I know which movies I should watch that I wasn't considering before. But um, even yeah, that though it's gotten know. weird. Some movies are just you know on the list because of like political s- social reasons, movements yeah. or political reasons, and it's kind of. It's like, come on, just make the film. You know, it doesn't have to be more than that. There, are, there are so many outlets for that. There, you could listen to podcasts and get your, you know, political fix or your, uh, whatever social fix, um, your social justice fix or social issues fix. Um, the news, Twitter. It's like, how many places? It's like, just make the damn movie. I just want to be a movie consumer. I, I don't need all of that. Word. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of the ones that kind of the greatest hits that I haven't seen. Because I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've mm-hmm. seen uh, Joker, we talked about. Sure. And then Parasite, I have not seen. And that one seems unanimously like. Like the reviews and the ratings on that are pretty stellar. So I, I think that's that was my takeaway. Is I guess I just all other things aside, I, I want to watch that. I've heard a lot of people talk about that too and recommend that one. So that that's another one that I'm curious about too, but... Uh, if it gets to my house, I'll watch it. And if I have time on a Sunday morning at 5 a.m., I'll watch it. Uh, otherwise, I don't feel like paying to fall asleep at a movie theater because that's always how it goes. And I don't care what the movie is. I don't. We were talking about Heat last time. If I went to watch Heat <laughs> at a movie theater, um, it's lights out for me. I can't. I can't stay up. No chance. Word. Just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. I don't know. I guess we'll see when it goes. That's always the dilemma for me is like, when am I willing to pay versus like, am I just going to wait like 16 years for it to come out (laughs) on on one of the free channels? Yeah. Oh yeah. (sighs) So I got a topic for us that, um, I guess since even going into whatever, some of this Oscar stuff, uh, I wanted to talk about outrage culture and I don't know if that's an actual term, but I feel like it's a, actual term or a Joaquin Phoenix. That's who you want to talk about. (laughs) So yeah, basically. Um, yeah, man, what is the deal? Why is everyone outraged about everything? Why does everyone feel like they have to go zero to a hundred every single time they have a feeling about something? And yeah, why I feel like the news has taken advantage of it. Media. I mean, every kind of media has taken advantage of I don't know, getting us emotionally invested and impulsive to click on a thing, to post a thing, to, I don't know, to, to have it, to just to be outraged, basically. What, what, why do you think that this is, I don't know, sweeping the social f- forum? Well, I mean, I think in, in its simplest form, my take, obviously, my background being in media, um, digital media, that, I've seen this, the proliferation of this sort of tied directly to generating clicks, right? Like you as a, as a media outlet, whether it's direct or indirect, I mean, everybody understands that you're not getting paid unless eyes are on the content, right? We're running ads. The advertisers are only going to pay if those ads are seen and if they're interacted with. And so what's going to drive the most clicks to the content is clickbait sensational headlines right right? so i mean i think that that's probably the worst part of where we are with media online now is that it's not about uh choosing an outlet you trust and paying for a subscription anymore and incenting incentivizing them directly to keep the quality of content up it's now indirect in that you pay them by clicking and you're going to click the most over the top crazy shit. Right. 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 To me, that's, I mean, if you boil everything down to the simplest cause, that's it. So do you think it's actually that people are actually feeling outraged though? Or do you think that when they're interacting with their technology, it's like creating a impulsive feeling, you know, for that you guys are, I don't know, I guess, can I say manipulating them to have? Is that unfair to <laughs> say that you well, guys are doing? <laughs> I mean, I think so. 
in aggregate, yeah, media is incentivized to do that. And so consciously or subconsciously, they're writing. I mean, there are specific types of headlines that, you know, are written for social media, for search. I mean, that that, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what, I guess that's, that's the cause. But in terms of the catalyst, yeah, I mean, I think we all want to be outraged at our core, right? Like it's not as exciting to just have something objectively sort of spelled out if it sounds boring and if it's not something that gets you riled up, right? I think we, it's like a car accident. If you can't look away, that's more exciting versus just getting, you know, your news and it's like, well, you know, this happened today. You want to hear like why it happened and who is getting screwed over by it. And um, I think that, that combined with sort of social media, which has given a, a sort of sense of community and an, an entitlement to feel like you're a part of the news now, I think that also has right. not helped. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's difficult to navigate because I'm pretty critical about this kind of thing, and I nearly take the bait every time, and then I have this counter reaction against it, like I know what you're doing. I'm not clicking on that, you know, but it still creates the same feeling, like it it. it it initiates that response in me. Um, I, I don't react to it because I feel angry that someone is intentionally trying to do that. But even that being said, it so if we're susceptible to being manipulated like that, it's like there must be something in us that wants to come out in that way. You know, it's not just like you guys are injecting you know, whatever the advertisers, the media companies, or whoever are injecting us with this emotion. It's like something is kind of like coaxing it, you know, it's like getting it out. Right. So then it, it makes you wonder like, huh, why is there something going on at this place in time? Has this always been going on? Have we not have, you know, found ways to express it? Are our ways of expressing it differently now than they were before, where perhaps we didn't feel the need to be as, you know, outraged, let's say, and, and, and take arms on our keyboards and um, fight people with it or um, are we just changing in general? You know, I, I don't think, I mean, I think it's human nature. Like I said, I, I think we it, given two paths. I mean, that's why we watch movies and play games and, and listen to, you know, music that like, like we all want this lifestyle and this picture of things that are more exciting than what we normally have. Right. So if you have even a p- simple piece of news, let's say, you know, a company announces, earnings and they they provide their quarterly report or something you're going to grab the most sort of eye-catching things and be like they they're doing this and this and this and that's it's either horrible or great like you're sure. not going to they're not going to talk about the mundane right so it's i think it's it's also a part of function that's built into to covering news where it's like just tell me the important things because mm. that's really all that matters who cares if there's a, a thousand minor details that don't impact sort of the core of the story but in doing that, and, and also with the way that media is incentivized to monetize content to stay alive, I'm not saying it's a malicious thing, but like if they don't do this sure. with the way that the model's constructed today, they don't exist. Um, and that's an unfortunate way that, you know, the internet has been structured rather than, you know, through micropayments based on what you're viewing directly. Instead, it's about like you have to drive clicks. Um, that's, I, I think... Yeah, I don't know how you solve for that, but unfortunately, I think that's where we're at with it. I think the bigger problem as it relates to, you know, outrage culture, which is just separate. You know, we're talking more about like clickbait and, and sure, sure. the media sort of coaxing out of people. Right. But, you know, we're, we're, since the 2016 election, that has been, I think we're getting a little bit better. We're making steps forward. I think if you Who's took we? Facebook, uh, the, the world, but okay. I think if you took, if you eliminated Facebook, from the mix, sure, um, we would be in a much better position, right? Like if you if you just took them out and and their shitty policies. I'm curious. You feel it, that Twitter doesn't contribute? Um, I think they contribute, but it feels less algorithmic and I like see. it's less pay to play. I, I I mean, I don't use Twitter as much, admittedly, and I don't understand it to the level of detail that like we've seen what happened with Facebook and in terms of them allowing, you know, bad actors to manipulate us to the, to the point of, you know, 
election, uh, sw- potentially swaying an election, uh, you know, riots and, and shit and, and major cities like that was that that I saw as a much greater problem. But if you take them out and you think about the changes that we're, we're working toward when it comes to social media and digital media in general, I do feel like some positive steps have been made since 2016 to try to hedge this issue. Um, but what hasn't changed and what is getting worse, I think, is the outrage culture itself, which is that this feeling of everything is bad. Uh, anything that I don't agree with, you shouldn't agree with. And now I have, you know, a means of sort of communicating that to everybody else. Right. It's sure. Like, on in one side of everybody's mouth, we're speaking about free speech. On the other side, we're saying, but if you don't have the opinion that I have, right. Fuck you. Right. Um, right. 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 And how dare you, which is they're at odds. Sure. Sure. You know, I, I'm, do you feel like there have been any benefits that have come out of it? Out of what? Out of using some of these, um, tactics to elicit people's like inner emotional responses or like social, what do what you want to call this? Like eliciting some kind of social responses from people. Like, have there been anything positive that come? Oh, sure. Obviously, yeah, yeah. people get emotional over it, but have there been movements or anything that come out of it? Yeah, I mean, it's not to. It's as with anything else that we talk about or that happens in the world. I don't think anything is is polarized like that. Sure. But I think when it comes to this, you know, I'm trying to think of like examples where you know racial issues, social issues, where obviously you know people are outraged about an outcome. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like we should be, there should, you know, there is an inequality here. People who are not, uh, who are mistreating others because of their race or sexual orientation or whatever, like, yeah, like that shouldn't be tolerated. And those people, I, I mean, shaming them online seems like a way to elicit a really negative response, either directly right. from them or from people who, you know, come across that, that, that is the problem that I have with that kind of stuff more than anything. It's not like, let's have a civil conversation. It's sure. like, let's meet up and beat the shit out of each other yeah. type of thing. And that, that is not usually, yeah, no solution. one's interested in solving anything. They're interested right. in, yeah. It's like, let's put this person on the spot and then sure. let's all like, you know, find their, like dox them and find their house and, and make it so that they like, I mean, some people are driven to the point of like committing suicide over some of this stuff over relatively minor issue. Not, not that racial and sexual orientation stuff is minor, but I'm saying that has happened where internet trolls track these people down and their lives are ruined. So they just kill themselves. And it's like, that's, that's kind of where we're at now. And so, um, sure. There are issues that I think this has been a positive thing for, but, but collectively the sense that your opinion matters, uh, that you have this, this, uh, sort of channel to, to put it out there that anybody that disagrees with you should be shamed. Um, that, you know, anything that happens to you in public, you should instantly pull your phone out and start videotaping this person. I mean, this kind of shit is just man driving me mad. I I, like, and it's never even occurred to me to do that, you know, like, have the conversation tell, you know, if, if you, whatever it is, if there's like something road rage or somebody, you know, like is being insane to you in public to pull a phone out, to film it, to then put it online to, in an attempt to ruin that person's life. Uh, sure. I don't, I don't get that. You know, there have been some instances of that that have surfaced on the news, like specifically what you're talking about, where people are using their phones to record an incident where they feel like there's an injustice happening. I think for some of them, there have been some, you know, there's some what validity to why they would do that. Um, I, I, it's not, I don't have like notes on this or something, but I know that there were some police incidents where people felt like, you know, police were acting unjustly. So they wanted to record that as a, as a way to protect themselves against what they felt was being overpowered by police. But I feel like that's a different thing. That's That happens more you know, it's few and far between than how else that sort of thing is used. There, the thing about it that really, I guess, that I have a hard t- that I'm outraged by, uh, the thing about it that I have a hard time with is, as you're suggesting, right, people get outraged and they take to ruining something, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a part of it that it happens, uh, it, to me, this feels passive aggressive. It happens passive aggressively in the way of it makes itself on the internet. You know, it becomes a conversation on the internet, and you it, there's no room there to to settle a disagreement. And because 
you know, um, and I'm so dumb with technology, so I apologize. But I assume that there are certain topics that some of these media, social media things recognize. And then they, I don't know, if they would have certain keywords, they would distribute them in a different order or whatever. Then some And these things would generate more clicks. So in some way, it's like something happens to me in the world. I get upset about it. I go online. I have this huge reaction to it. And now, because it has certain, you know, hot words or whatever, I don't know what those things are called, hot keywords, whatever, then suddenly everyone is joining into that part of the conversation with an uninformed opinion and with very little context. And in that way, I feel like that part of us are, it's not, you know, we're not moving forward. Right. And I mean, that's... uh it's an interesting point, right? Because I think it's like, why, why, why are the people posting it to begin with? And I think as with everything else, also, it's not necessarily initially out of malice. I mean, while I'm saying sure. that I would not go videotape somebody and then put it online to try to shame them. I, I don't know that the people like for the for if the if that is sort of the initial event, and then the, the culmination of what unfolds is like that person gets shamed to the point of like, not being able to find a job or has, you know, feels like they have to live in the shadows because they're now this like viral internet sensation. Like if those are sort of the destinations, I don't think the person who initiated that by posting the video thought about that. Sure. I think it's about like, Hey, this thing happened to me. Isn't it fucked up? Don't you agree? Was I on the right or the wrong? I think it's about like confirmation mm. bias. They want to sure. make sure that they were, you know, it's they like want reassurance one, in their experience. Yeah, like the one, the woman this week that posted, uh, she was like on some flight and some guy didn't like that she was reclining into her. And so she f- used the selfie camera and filmed him. He was like pushing on the back of her chair or something mm-hmm. like shaking her to get her to like get annoyed and unrecline. And it's like, okay, but like we've all been on a flight with people who are being obnoxious, right? I've never right. once taken a video of them and posted it. Right, I don't but just like settle it on spot, right? Like just, right, just talk be like, dude, about it. Stop kicking the back of my right. fucking chair. And and I think she did ask for that. What whatever. It doesn't really matter, but it's like you posted it online. I've seen it myself three or four times from different, you know, news channels or or like on social media. And it's like so if something happens to this guy, is was that her intent? Probably not. I mean, he was a dick. There's no, there's no excusing that. But I didn't watch it. I saw he was just being headline. obnoxious. I mean, it was incredibly rude. I, I don't understand where he's coming from, but I also don't understand where she's coming from. And that this needs to be like a topic on the internet now. Um, sure. And if we end up at the point where this guy can't get a job or like you know his life is changed by this all because he pushed on the back of someone's seat for a while on an airplane, you know, years ago or something like that feels like that wasn't her intent. Um, but yet here we are. I mean, it's like without consequence and that's sort of another problem of, with the internet. It's like, it's not regulated by really any sort of central governing body, like, um, you know, the FCC where you'd have all of this would, would be regulated when it comes to political advertising. Like it's not just everybody has access to it. And I'm not saying that that should necessarily be the case, but some sort of regulation feels like when it comes to advertising in particular, that's able to like change the outcome of, you know, elections or or sway society. Like those things feel, it, it seems like we're in this wild West period right now. Sure. Sure. Yeah, how do you handle it, you know? There's just too much content that's produced all the time. Everyone can author on 70 million platforms. As you and I are authoring, you know, things right, right now. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nuts. Now, it, I I worry, I'm always worried about the future, man. I, I worry that handling it this way and feeling outraged, it, it's it, it's such a quick reaction that someone has, or at least it seems, right? Because in the world, well, no, in the world today, in the world, I was at the gym. Um, there's time intervals that you sign out for on a, on the equipment, like a stairmaster. I was using a stairmaster. Um, the time intervals are 15 minute segments. There was someone signed on at um, 8:30. Uh, I had signed on at 8:16. I wasn't off of the treadmill exactly at 8:30 because I didn't. Or I'm sorry, the stairmaster because I didn't see someone around. So I was like, okay, I'll wait till they come around and I'll get off the person seemed so furious with me, like so just in the gut upset with me. And then they didn't want to talk with me about it. They were just like, 
uh, I had it for 8.30. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting off now. I didn't see anyone around. I thought I would just do a cool down. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> they, they walked off and they were so upset by it. And I can understand being disappointed that you, the treadmill wasn't ready. I'm not in, it's not my treadmill or um, my Stairmaster. I don't, you know, I, I don't think that someone should allow me the privilege of using it. Whatever. I signed out for the thing. I went over on time. Should I have just gotten off? Maybe, probably. Uh, however, I felt like the, the reaction was so disproportionate to the offense that she could have just been like, oh yeah, hey, I had it signed off for 830. And I'll be like, hey, I'm off, you know? And she could have been disappointed that she didn't get on at exactly 8.30 as, you know, the agreement that we have as people that go to the gym. But she seemed genuinely disturbed. And I just feel like we're all so soft now, man. We just, it's not just like for political issues. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I mean, in that case, it's like, it do, it didn't escalate, right? And and she she had, and, and the, like, that's the interesting thing about conflicts like that. Because I think that kind of stuff happens. And I actually have a story that where I was sort of on the other side of it where, Maybe I got a little bit more upset than I should have, or but uh, yeah, I mean it's like she didn't film you, she didn't shame you. Sure, it, it ended. She had a different perspective. You don't know what she was going through this morning. Of course, of and course. she she was sitting from afar, like when's this guy going to get off the machine? Like what the hell? I signed it out. I could see sure. that kind of like you know getting you a little riled up. A similar thing happened to me yesterday. Only I was on the other side where um, you know I wanted to wash my car. Like I've been thinking about doing this for like two weeks now. It's nice out and. So I like pop open the garage and you've never been to our house, but, uh, on the, the front of the house is on like our street street. That's where our address is, but we have a fire lane on the back of the house and that's where the garage is. So we're like sort of straddling two streets and, um, we have these new neighbors that we sort of face out of our garage and you're, you can't park in that lane. I mean, it's a single lane wide. It's, it's a fire lane. It's, it's, there's clearly signs everywhere. If you want to like ramp up on your little driveway, uh, for a little bit to unload some stuff like nobody's gonna freak out over that but this guy's got like two or three cars in the street and they're like clearly planning you know an event there's like chairs set up in the garage and stuff and so uh, you know these are brand new neighbors never talked to them before and sort of the first thing that they're doing before like introducing themselves to anybody or at least to me is they've got cars not only on their side of the road this one lane road but also like in front of our kind of partially like right up against our garage and blocking my access to like my trash cans and stuff. So it's like to get to my hose, to get to the, to get a car out, et cetera, this is blocking it. And so I'm like, you know, I have the garage open, I'm doing stuff. And for a while I'm like, nobody looks over, nobody cares, nobody notices, nobody offers to move the car. And so finally I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, can you move the car? My wife's backing out here. It's like, you're kind of, he's like, Oh, we're not, we're not blocking you. And I'm like, you kind of are like, you can't back straight out. Like we have to, you know, turn the car once we clear the edge of the garage and it's not a wide street. He's like, oh yeah, like I'm leaving in five minutes. I'm like, well, my wife's leaving now, (laughs) you know? And it's just like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll move it in like five minutes. I'm like, whatever, dude, like just move it now, you know? And I'm starting to get pissed. And it's like, in the grand scheme of things, you know. I was trying. I to don't be... feel like your situation's the same. I feel like your situation. You well, asked me, the person directly. Finish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So you went and shot out his tires. Okay, right, right. And then, like you know, he did like sort of move the car. Then and I thought we were fine, and it's like you know, and I was like, I, I was kind. Of, I, I found myself, you know, where you're just sort of like you're pissed, but with an interaction, and mm-hmm. like it's over with, but you're still kind of thinking about it, ruminating, ruminating, yeah. and. And so I'm like, well, whatever, you know, it's like uh, unfortunate that this is the first thing you guys are going to do uh, right off the bat is block like people's driveways and not bother parking on your side of the street, which would have made a hell of a lot more sense. So I- I'm like, you know, I'm not going to get pissed. And and I was going to wash the car, but it would like sort of miss the entire alley with power wash spray if I did that. And it's like <laughs> you guys are having an event later. Clearly, uh, I'll 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 take the high road and not do that today. Well, like a half an hour later, there are more cars now, and now they're directly in front of my garage to the point where like probably one, if not like either car would not be able to go in or out. And so then I'm like ripping the garage door open and I'm like washing my car. It's like a fucking rainforest in the alley now because I'm like, you know, eat a dick. Like that's, I just, after having the interaction, you're going to bring more people and have them park directly in front of people's garages that you just. They called everyone they knew. (laughs) Right. I mean, it was like. 
I've never, I've never seen it. So that, like that kind of thing. But again, I didn't film it. I didn't, I just was passive aggressively an asshole to them to make the point that like, I feel like you're direct initially, man. I don't know. I feel like that's different. You're no afterwards, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> By washing the car, I'm saying I was passive sure, aggressive. Sure. But, uh, you know, again, it's sort of like, that's how things escalate. The difference is like neither one of us was filming each other and not posting it online. And it, like it, you know, it ended there, but that I think for so many people, that's sort of like, can you can you imagine the disrespect here? And then they feel like entitled to sort of put that on a national or like an international forum, sure, to get feedback on it, so that they can sort of validate their reaction to it, and then shame this person into, I guess, changing their behavior. But it's like nobody's going to change their behavior, right? Are you going to make friends with them too after they change their behavior? Is that what right. you're interested in? No, yeah. I just I think like everybody just wants to destroy their enemies. That's the right. whole point of this. It's not about like correcting uh, an error or like a, a misstep. It's about ruining them. Sure, but I yeah. don't think they think about the destination of ruining them. I think they just are like, I'm right, you're wrong, therefore fuck you. It's not about like I hope you get driven to the point of like you know never being able to leave your house again. Hmm. Their mouth starts watering and they can't stop themselves from right. reacting. They gotta beat the dead horse. <laughs> what about people that group up and do this? Like some of these things that you've been talking about, where people online will get together about a you know an issue that they're disappointed about or upset about, or maybe someone's posted a video about, and they get a group of people and they what is it called? Doc? You said it earlier. Doxing. That's like mm-hmm. when you find someone's information or something like that and release it publicly. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, very disproportionate. What are you looking for here? You know? Yeah. I I think it's like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about where it's sort of the sense of community. It's like once I've identified that other people think that I'm right and this other person was wrong or this, this whatever the event was that like you were on the sort of the wrong side of it and it's outrageous. Hmm. You all identify. It's like, let's group up together and, and try to, spread awareness about it and and make sure that everybody knows that we were right and that this thing was wrong (laughs) and so that's when the snowball effect starts and and it's like yeah who who knows where it's gonna go i mean sometimes it goes nowhere but other times it's like you know holy shit i found it hard i find it hard to participate anymore in all this stuff like i feel so like exhausted from it all the time i don't even have social media nothing there's nothing i have nothing if you count youtube i I watch a lot of youtube videos um but i I remember when i would have social media it was like just the beginning so i haven't had any kind of social media since i think 2012 or 2013 or something like that and i would just see people engaging with each other not like out of encouragement but <laughs> like they'd find someone that they had, they disagreed with and then like let's all attack them and then there's this whole battleground that plays out right. and then you like leave the situation feeling really upset for no reason for some situation that you're, you're not even necess- you know there's there's nothing more to it than that one interaction in time and right then- it's like the the act of sort of the discussion of the event becomes a bigger a deal than the event sure. itself yes and- yes yes there's more uh, energy expenditure in the discussion than, than right. the offense right well and it's funny though sometimes because like you know sometimes because i'm conscious of it I'll, I'll like enter a discussion it's like i come in you know you see an article, let's say, and then you click into the comments. And like before I'm even into it, I'm like, I have this opinion, right? And then I go into it and I start reading the comments and it's like, oh, these people are, let's say they're they're totally with me. It's very like polarized and I'm on the on the side of the majority in that case. I feel like more apt to sort of engage, right? In that sure. case. If you come in and then there's a bunch of people that are just like bashing your viewpoint you're like, maybe I'm just going to sit this one out because I'm going to get destroyed by it. So I think there's this polarization effect that also happens where only like-minded people, like once the snowball has started, uh, you're you're either going to sit it out if you're outnumbered or you're going to like just gang up and beat the shit out of any of the like people who are on the wrong side of it. You know what I mean? And so I think that that also sure. doesn't help because it's not representative of reality, which is that there are there is nuance that there's an A and a B and there's, you know, something in the middle. Um, That's the worst example. (laughs) There's There's nothing in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) There's one and two and then there's (laughs) 1.5. 
die. Uh, yeah. No, man, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't, this is, we've all lost our ability to have, or our interest in having discussion. Like we got off so much on <laughs> being upset with people and just like our, our, our mouth watering over, you know, just right. <laughs> yelling at someone that we can't even be productive in discussions, man. I, I feel like it hurts. It hurts my heart that like <laughs> no one wants to connect further by discussion. You know, there's this idea in, um, I don't know, what would it be called? It's like race theory or like racial contact theory. Um, basically to bring together parties, uh, in this research, it was specifically using race, but to bring together racial groups that, um, you know, are at odds or whatever, are are unfriendly with each other. You have to give them contact and then you have to have them a goal that they need to work towards, like some sort of conflict that they work towards. And this was shown is the best way to get two parties that aren't agreeing, but this was again specific to race, um, to become friends with each. Well, I don't know if they'll become friends, but they'll, they'll become cooperative with each other, right? And it'll have a, a long-standing effect of cooperation. And like the way we're handling it is like literally the exact exact opposite of this. It's like, oh fuck you, no fuck you, right. and then just I'll get everyone to say the same thing, and I'll get everyone else over here to say the same thing, and we're never gonna have contact with each other because this happened on the internet, and I never have to see you talking to your kids or like <laughs> any have any part of never see any part of you that's human. I could just continue to think you're, you know, a piece of shit while well, you think I'm a piece of shit because we just took to arms on the internet and got outraged. And then I'm going to go tell someone else later on about how terrible of an interaction I had with someone that I never met before because the internet happened. And it's so interesting. It's like, and I get, you know, it's just human nature. I don't think we're going to change the nature of humanity in this way. I think that the only, if there is even a solution here, because if we think about where we are now and where we were before and sort of the things that have changed, I mean, it is technology, right? It's the fact that, we can all connect individually. We don't have to go mm-hmm. through sort of any central like means of information distribution, like television or radio or newspapers. Like there is no, there's nobody watching and filtering for us anymore to determine what's safe and what's not. Everything's just out there. And I think that's that lack of a filter is what has caused this digression and other digressions. Um, so the filter I think is part of not that I'm like advocating for, some sort of crazy censorship or anything. But I do think that in some cases it's like with children, right? Like you wouldn't necessarily just tell your kids everything that's going on all the time because they can't handle it, you know? And I think that like humanity is, is like that in some ways. And that sounds like I'm, I'm trying to push some sort of crazy, like uh, insane, like governmental entity that, that manages this stuff. And I'm not, I'm just saying, I think when, when it was the case that news organizations, you know, could make collective decisions for us in terms of what was newsworthy. Um, and they weren't incentivized by driving the clicks. I think that that was better for us as a whole. I think somebody whose job is to distribute that, to make the call that like, Hey, you know, releasing these government documents that are going to like, you know, expose the positions of, uh, you know, undercover agents across the world, uh, maybe that's not a good thing that we should publish versus, okay, there's some abuses in this governmental branch. We do want to publish that because the people should know, and there's nobody directly in the line of fire in this case. Like those are the types of things that used to happen right now. It's like, put it on WikiLeaks and, and now everybody's just seeing what's going on. And sure. And almost in, in like some ways you could say, oh, well that's great. Cause then there's complete transparency in other ways. It's like, there's so much noise Right. It's impossible to find the signal anymore. There's just so much shit going on that it's like, pick the thing that you want to be outraged about. And there's a million things to be outraged about in that category. Sure. I don't think, I don't think that that's helping us. I, I think so. I think there's a part of us. I, I, I kind of want to talk on this from a developmental perspective. Uh, developmentally, I feel like we have to find that we can tolerate controversy and we can tolerate disagreement it's part of us developing it's part of us navigating negotiating through life when you're growing up you're faced with so many controversies i'm for myself um i'm short people people think i'm mexican when i'm not eastern european i don't know how that happened um so i have to figure out how to talk with them i have to figure out how to avoid them if i need to i have to figure out how to be friendly with them um i have to figure out how to 
I don't know, name any kind of controversy that you have. I have to figure out how to accept the loss when I play a sport. I have to accept that I'm not um, the smartest, the funniest, the whatever. Um, So I feel like some piece of this, the way that we're reacting to things based on whether the media is taking advantage of it or whether the technology is um, creating the polarization, whatever the the reason for it is, I I feel like we're not able to develop to our full potential of being adaptive in a way that maybe we had been, I don't know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It seems like we just don't want to feel any sort of discomfort in any sort of adverse opinion. And instead of adapting to it or finding some sort of uh, balance or flow or whatever, um, we just we just you know try to duke it out or like try to get out of the situation and i just think it's i don't know for me at least it felt really important to be able to sit in the shit and listen to the shit and learn how to cooperate with the shit or learn how to make a friend out of the shit instead of just like i don't know avoiding 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 having outrage on the internet and there's this other piece too it's like we have to be able to test our limits too because of this, I feel like we've all become so maybe self-conscious or insecure about having a discussion. I remember in our last episode, you were worried about offending a group, right? I don't remember specifically what it was, but it, it stands out to me that you were worried about um, offending somebody. And there's some necessity for us to offend people so that we know that they were offended and that we learn like, oh, hey, I don't want to offend them. Right. But if we don't even have the ability to make that kind of mistake because someone gets so outraged that we have to cancel them, it's like, are, are we moving Dude, forward, man? Like, how, what is going on here? Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I know we're going to talk about, um, we have a couple of the topics about that exact thing. But like, you know, if you notice now that when you are with a group of old friends that you've known, you know, your entire adult life, how when you can finally sort of speak freely with them, it's like you've been holding in like piss for like the entire day and you can finally just let it out and you feel so good. And it's not that you're even saying anything that's like controversial or like insane. It's just but like, you're worried that you will you, all day. You're at work, you're around people, mm-hmm. you're in public, you're with, and maybe not all of those people are going to be upset by it. But if there's just one, all it takes is just one to throw a camera in your face and sure. post it online if you say something that is taken completely out of context right uh, potentially and, and again I'm, i mean we're we're making we're using these as examples i'm not saying that some of the stuff that's exposed through these means are not truly heinous acts but what i'm saying is like i feel uh, as somebody who's just walking around saying normal stuff the vast majority of the time that i'm applying this filter that when i'm finally around you know like you and i having a conversation or like old friends where it's just like you take that down and it's like you, it's like you put on sweatpants and like a loose shirt. You're just finally like, uh, like this is, I could have been this comfortable the whole time. And this is how people, I feel like it used to be comfortable because they weren't sure. There wasn't the specter of having their lives destroyed. If someone took a a soundbite from them, you know, I feel like they got along better. I, I really have the impression that they got along better. People were just getting along better. It's like, I mean, I'm not people. saying that there weren't disagreements. They just weren't, you know, it seems like now there's a disagreement leads to a lifetime standoff slash, um, you know, let me try to avenge this uh, thing to the, to your like career death, you know, essentially, or your reputation death. Right. Like is, people just, being fired over. Like there was another thing I saw, I think yesterday, I don't know, I don't know which fast food chain it was or something, but it was like some kids screwing around in the back and one of them took like a bath in the big ass like dish sink, you know, mm. at a, at a fast food chain and he got fired because of it. And it's sure. just like, dude, I mean, all the, like imagine in the like early 2000s or 90s or whatever, like whenever you had like your first crappy job doing we did all sorts of stupid shit in the yeah, back because yeah, yeah. there was nothing else to do and i think everybody well, i worked just, for my parents so that was, <laughs> right so was like, I, I get double trouble dude yeah but i mean imagine losing your job over it because i know someone took a picture of and posted it online it's like oh my god sure. i mean if i think about the things that we did as kids uh i actually lost the job for posting something online but that's I'll get into that. <laughs> you posted it yourself, though. I did. Yes, this was me. You self 
this was me being so proud of myself in the beginnings of internet forums this was like uh the year 2000 i believe and i was posting a racing story on the internet and uh it was just really problematic because i got so specific and it was so ignorant that um i might as well just put my social security number on there but so proud of myself for racing someone at work and I'm like bragging about it and I'm talking about the other person that, uh, you know, I, I participated with. I get to work the next day and I hear people talking about stuff and I'm like, dude, I'll just deny it, bro. I'm just going to say whatever. I get there. They print out this little sheet of paper and give it to me. And I was like, yep, that's me. They're like, OK, you got to go. But that again, that's different. Like that's me being stupid. Me creating an issue myself versus right. let me try to get someone else fired. Well, unfortunately I got, I did get the other, the other guy fired too. Oh shit. His name's Tim. I don't know his last name. My bad, Tim. It was, <laughs> you were, you were driving the, the, you were driving the customer's car, brah. I was driving my own car. Oh, you and weren't he, even in, you were in your car. I was in my own car after I signed out of work. Oh, whatever. So you, that it's still seems, stupid, dude. It's you're still, still stupid, but you're still, uh, yeah. Someone should have still punched me in the face for being an idiot. And that, yeah, but anyhow, that's me screwing up my own myself versus like someone coming after me um, like because a, I said something offensive, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, all the, th- I mean, I, th- I can think of a million things in high school and the internet was definitely around, you know, then, but it wasn't like now where you had a phone that could just shoot video and upload it straight. I mean, sure. you'd have to like video something, convert it, like up. I mean, it would be very intentional to host a video back in, you know, 2004 or whatever. Um, there were a million things that we would do that were just like, even if I were to tell you now, it's like, okay, that that's probably a little bit over the top. Like, stupid shit with cars, like, running over, like, people's, uh, like, mailboxes and stuff. Oh, like, I man. had this, I, I never did that, but I had this friend uh-huh. that would, I, I, I sort of got, uh, <laughs> but this friend had this, like, ratty pickup truck, and that was, like, his pastime was just, like, drifting it through <laughs> neighborhoods and smacking people's mailboxes with the back of the, the truck, and it's like, you know, or people would do that and like hit them with baseball bats and stuff. And it's like, that's a serious, you know, serious enough thing. Cause it's like a federal crime, I guess, to destroy sure. a mailbox. But you know, you videotape that now, somebody's license plate numbers in it. And then that kid goes to jail, I guess. It's just like, uh, I don't know that the punishment fits the crime in that case. Uh, I, I'm glad that we grew up in a time where that wasn't just constantly being filmed by uh, people. Um, I get anxious for our kids, bro. I get so anxious for our kids because, me, stupid guy, posting something online and then seeing how far this has all come now. Yeah, right. I do get so worried. Like they don't have the same ability to develop and test the boundaries in a way where the consequence isn't life ruining. Like there was definitely consequences to a lot of the stupid things I did, but they didn't ruin my life. They didn't go on some permanent record somewhere. They didn't, um, you know, a huge corporation wasn't looking at my stupid offense and decided like oh well we can't do that we can't hire you because of that because then our statistics will look like this and then we'll look like a company that supports running over mailboxes so i'm sorry right you, you know what i mean like it's you like your social credit score which i mean mark right. my words that is not far away like the fact that I know. now that you have to you'd have to like if let's say i was applying for a job you'd have to find my twitter account find my facebook account find my instagram you'd have to like scour it looking for something that's like sort of incriminating and then maybe you look 10 years ago and you're like, Oh, he tweeted this thing about, you know, uh, in that case, it's like, Oh, you, you know, if, if you really put in the time, maybe you can find something. And like, we see that with politicians all the time where they're like in 2003, he did this, you know, it's like, if you dig hard enough, you'll find stuff, but it will not be long or there probably already are services that are scraping all of that storing it. So you can't go back and just delete it. Now it's a part of a sure. record somewhere it's cached. Um, and, or, like deriving some sort of like overall score based on, you know, an algorithm that determines like things from keywords that you've talked about in the past. You know, this person sure. is very active about these subjects and this subject is, is a hot topic for us. So we can't, we're not going to allow, you know, we're not going to let you work for us. That is not, that will happen. Um, sure. Sure. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a shame, you know, and I think I, f- I feel for kids now where it's like, you know, imagine when you're in, middle school and you like asked some girl out or whatever you shot your shot and and didn't pan out and it's like maybe the kids that witnessed it would sort of be like oh you idiot and then maybe you'd, you'd sort of be shamed for a little while but then it ended now 
Right. It's Next like you week go you were home, good to go. And it's right. probably even worse than when you're at actual school because everybody's too passive aggressive to like actually interact, you know, face to face and be like, you dipshit. Like you have no chance with her. Right. Right. But you go home and everybody's behind a, you know, their smartphone and then everybody's just like bashing on these kids. And, you know, that's why like teenage suicide rates are up. Right. I mean, it just, it's, it's relentless. And I, to me, that doesn't feel like a step forward to, <laughs> I think most would agree. So I'm going to say something that's controversial that might cause outrage. Okay. I feel like there's a, there's a demographic. I'm pre-outraged just like by the, <laughs> the thought that this could be outrageous. <laughs> It's an issue. Everybody shows up pre outrage, so it doesn't it's always like pending. Just just give me one more sign. Lay it on me. Uh, I I I feel like there's a an idea that I used to feel connected to that I feel like has now kinda I don't know, fallen off the tracks. What do you want to call like run off of the tracks? I used to feel like my thought processes were very liberal. See where I'm going with this? And now I just feel like I had liberal ideas. Okay. And now I feel like the liberal ideas are not, they're not what they are. You know, what, what is the definition of a liberal? It's like open, open to new ideas or open to new behaviors or something like that, like open-mindedness. I don't know what the exact definition is. Um, open-mindedness to me feels like you can disagree and we can talk it out and we're still cool. But... I feel like people that use this word that identify with this word, um, they instead use this word and identify this word in a very rigid, dare I say, conservative kind of way that they then get outraged about everything, man, because everything, everything doesn't fit their rigid structure. And they call themselves by a name that's paradoxical. Yeah, I, it's, I, I'm not outraged by that statement at all because I, I think you're <laughs> spot on, right? And I think, I mean, both sides are for sure. I, I think it actually, it is, I think you're identifying with it because you happen to identify as liberal before, but like it's a conservative behavior to sort of like stifle yes. free speech. But I think, yes. but on the flip side, I well, think that yeah. that is also happening on, you know, on the other, on the, the other end I, of the spectrum as well. So I think it's, yeah. it's like, it's just this, it's this effect that's kind of across the board where your opinion is sort of at odds with your behavior and, mm. and the way that like we conduct ourselves, particularly online. Right. And I noticed it. So being from uh, the Midwest, which it's kind of a mishmash. Like I never, I guess, I don't know. How would you see Michigan? I say like the big cities Here, in Michigan are very, I feel liberal, like everyone, but then mm-hmm. the rural areas are, conservative as with like the rest of the country it doesn't feel to me though like anyone is in my opinion really hardwired to it no but that's what i'm saying so i think because like the midwest physically and sort of politically and whatever socially it just kind of exists somewhere in the middle i never Mm -hmm. felt like i was like some hick without you know with like i i grew up in the farmland and like i can't identify with like liberal causes or i was like you know some big city boy who uh, has never been exposed to like the things that the conservatives are talking about. I, I felt like just kind of in the middle, which I think right. is a healthy thing to feel. And then, uh, you know, moving to New York city, moving to California where they're very, very polarized, very, very liberal conservatively or conservative politically. Um, I, I see it now and it's like, everybody just ends up, it's like, I, I think we've all over the years just sort of spread and it's like someone spun the bottle and like all of the shit went to like, boom, boom, like either end hard and then right. there's this huge vacuum in the middle. And if you ever venture toward the middle, someone's like, no, go back. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, in this case, like, uh, I think the, the, I'm fiscally conservative. No, you go back. If you're a fucking liberal, you, you shut the fuck up and you express outrage when I tell you to. Like, that's how I feel like that's, I've gotten. Right. It's insane, right? Because it's not, it's an ideology now. It's right. not a, a way of, um, what do you, like, considering issues or... Uh, it's not a behavior. It's like a thing. It's like an, uh, yeah, it's its own identity. It's its own fucking, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a, yeah, it's just an ideology now that, that's problematic where, right. yeah. And so I think that on both sides politically, really, it's like everyone has become so rigid. It's not even about politics. It's just our behavior is the way that we interact. The way that we solve issues has become so rigid that the, the, that doesn't, the middle doesn't exist because people don't, their people aren't open-minded 
I feel like if you call yourself a liberal, you know, let's hope like, oof, hopefully, like if this person identifies, I'm hoping that I can talk open minded with them. Oh, nope. They just used that banner. They tricked me. Well, and it's Wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, if, and now you're we're, we're sort of stumbling into this pattern that's emerging, right? Like we've talked about mm-hmm. politics. We've talked about outrage. We've talked about identif- identity and in each one of these things. I mean, I think that's why we're it's sort of this perfect storm that technology and the internet has brought and and the the shifting political sphere which is yeah i mean in terms of politically it's like if you don't identify with one or the other like there is no part there's no third party right it's just right you get the money's behind the a or the b to use my (laughs) previous example and and there in this case there literally is no in between and so you have to identify with one or the other and every internet argument and outrage is the same damn thing right it's like pick a side Nobody, if someone tries to bring nuance to it, it's like, you're trying to justify, you know, uh, like this terrible behavior. And it's like, okay. So I guess to try to wrap it up then, what, what, how do you solve this? I mean, I've kind of talked about where I, I think that some level, if we're talking specifically, if we're identifying sort of the internet and social media and as the, the channel for outrage, I do think that with what we've seen with what's happened in these elections, the spread of misinformation and fake news and this proliferation of outrage as sort of like this new, this new content type and this means of like shaming people right, wrong or otherwise, I do feel like we have a bit too much power with a, with absolutely no filter, which is then taken the filter and shifted it to our, normal daily lives and that we have to watch what we say for fear of repercussion. Sure. What is the solution to that? Um, I don't, I don't know, put simply, I would say like fundamentally, I think that there needs to be more regulation and filtration in place to prevent things from this, the snowball effect and from things going off the rails perpetually. I mean, I feel like we just live off the right. rails now. There are no sure. rails. Um, I, I don't the nuance of how to solve for that is is complex, but I, I, I think that some form of regulation is needed. Maybe, you know, your idea of everything, everyone having a social credit score, maybe everything will be so in the open that we'll all just get so tired of all the information that we'll stop giving a shit about yeah, the information. That's another reality. Yeah, that's a, certainly a possibility, like, right? Fuck it. I, I don't I don't care. I don't want to know. It's fine. I have dirt. You have dirt. We can't really hide behind this anymore because, you know, right now it's like there's little safe havens where you can go and like yell at people. And maybe if it's all in the open, maybe that's like the ultimate consequence, just like in the real world of why you wouldn't get teased, you know, like two weeks in a row over a rejection. There'd be a couple days. And, you know, if it was a big dude, you'd be like, oh, I'll just give him a light. I'll give him a light poke. You know, I'll give him a light poke because there could be a consequence. So who knows? Maybe that maybe this does become the great equalizer. But I feel like internally, all like all of us have to recognize that, like, hey, man, the world's not about me. Right. Don't take it so personally. You know, try to understand where they're coming from. Just maybe listen to their perspective. Maybe give them your perspective in a way that's not you know, uh, with a pitchfork and a lit torch, you know, and just understand that it's, there's going to be more people. They keep happening. Uh, we keep populating. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) Right, 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 right. We keep, you know, we keep getting more populated. Uh, there's going to be more opinions. You gotta, you gotta just, you know, don't take it so personally, just settle down. Try to connect with the people, you know, that's what you say you're doing on your social medias, you're connecting and just take a breather and just try to get an understanding and try to give them an understanding and recognize that there's no virtue in any of it. There's no virtue in any of it. There's no, there's no right. There's no real right. And there's no real wrong. It's just like, just try to get along. And I'm not even like, I'm not even a PC guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even PC. I, I, I seem to be like more if this exists a positive nihilist than anything but yeah it's like just don't feel so entitled man don't feel so entitled we're just ants just take it easy just take it easy <laughs> and do your ants mission and try not to ruin everybody's life just try to get to know them right we're all just man. on a big round right. rock flying through space right. trying right. to not run out of oxygen and, right. and resources and right that's pretty much best case scenario is to stretch that out as long as possible i mean that's <laughs> if we boil it all down 
all right, man. I feel like that's all the gas I have in my tank and all the oxygen I have in the, <laughs> in the room for this discussion. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think easier easier said than done, but I think if we can be conscious of you know our choices online and stop taking it to this extre- these extreme levels right away as a means of you know correcting behavior i think that that'll that's the better long long term play for us whether or not sure. that'll happen through decision or not i'm going to say that probably not so we'll either become <laughs> so desensitized to it that it will will end up back in our stone agey ways or some you know these companies or the government or somebody steps in and says like okay we're gonna we're gonna do what you can't do because you can't be trusted but we know that uh, they're not very good at so that well. so. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime we'll just keep just keep being outraged and uh yeah just cry to yourself in your room right i mean that's what i do i just stay yeah. on social media and i just you know i hate myself in private and you know that's it right <laughs> <laughs> all right man well I gotta go make sure no one's blocking my garage. <laughs> I gotta go get outraged by some kids making noises while I'm recording <laughs> this. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have All a right. good rest of your weekend and uh, yeah. chat later. All right, man. Take it easy.